<clears throat> so I have a question before we start. If Liz and uh, Rebecca made it, who would not have a seat? Yeah. Oh, I would sit down there. Oh, you would sit down there. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll call the meeting to order. This is the City of Edgewater Economic Development Board, February 7th, 2024 meeting. Can we get a, uh, a roll call, please? Becky Dyer? Present. Mary Hanley? Present. Christine Kinsey-Kelly? No, Kelly? Here. Christine Powell? Here. Bob Wright? Present. And Rebecca Siegel? Great. Thank you very much there. Uh, next item on our agenda is approval of our minutes from our January 10th meeting. I get a, assuming everybody has read them. Any questions on the meeting uh, notes from January 10th? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes from January 10th. Second. Okay. Great. Thank you. The minutes are approved. Uh, old business. Any old business? Sure. Talk about whatever you would like to talk about. Since I was told two minutes ago to run the meeting. <laughs> Thank you. See our little creative artist has been at it again. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. So we have a date for the Princess Ball that we uh, talked about. And remember, this is the fundraiser, major fundraiser that we do for our scholarship fund. Um, and we did get a gift bestowed to us from the Edgewater Expo that dissolved. And they gave us a check, I think it was for like $3,500 or awesome. something. That was, um, they split it, their, what was in their bank account, between the Chamber of Commerce, their leadership program to sponsor Edgewater businesses, to be able to find scholarships for their leadership program. And then the other half of it they gave to us for scholarships. So... Um, we have table sponsors available, beverage sponsorships, food sponsorships, and of course our presenting sponsor. Thank you so much, Mike. Sure. Um, and so we have some of those. We're just kind of needing help. We just hired our new event coordinator um, replacement. She started Monday. Her name is Amy. Um, you'll really like her. She worked for the city before, and she's done city events before. She was the girl who actually created the backpack giveaway event. Um, she's, yeah, very smiley and friendly <coughs> and bubbly and got lots of ideas. You'll remember, yeah, Christine, you remember Amy. So I, I, she's moved back into town or okay. in the area, and I reached out to her and, what are you doing? I'm going to jump right into the principal. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, our goal for this event is that, um, you know, we're giving as much scholarship funds away, you know, for our students. As possible, so it's really gaining in popularity. I think we're already getting some submissions um, for the applications and so Good. forth. So yeah, that is the Princess Ball. And anyone that has time to maybe help us gather another sponsor, or you know, so that we're not having to spend a ton on food or anything. So talk to me about that. Is, yep. Is that should we be going out to local businesses looking for? Sponsorships. Yep, that would be that great. If more than one hits up the same place, is that a bad thing? Um, I can give you a list of who we had last year, and I've okay. already reached out to them. Okay. And said, and I've gotten so some. I would go elsewhere. Yeah, um, <coughs> like Todd Perry State Farm and a couple others. We've got received checks from uh, the Edgewater Fire Rescue Association, the Volunteer Association, as well as the um, Edgewater Union. Fire and Rescue Union, we've gotten checks from them. Um, and Todd Perry, I think, is, and you and a couple other businesses are the only ones that have kind of re-upped. Okay. Yeah, I'd start with the renewals. I think that's usually, yep. the, usually the easiest to renew, you know, mm -hmm. right? I mean, just because that's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. 
Sure. What, one thing about the uh, invitation or the poster I think is good is the light refreshments will be served. I don't know if that was something that was new or changed or maybe I just didn't notice it before. Um, hopefully people will notice that because I know in the past that's always been people think that they show up and that's their weekly dinner. Pretty um, much. That's pretty much how it, uh, it, it always is. Being. And I think that's very well put that light refreshments will be served as mm -hmm. hint, hint, like maybe have a snack or eat before you come. Right. Um, we're here to provide, you know, a snack, a refreshment, right. not, not dinner for you and your <coughs> Are they um, doing the because it just it just gets right. overwhelming. I mean, yeah, you know, people come and expect to have dinner, yeah. and that's not really what the point of it is. Yeah. So Who's doing the food? Um. So what we normally do is we reach out to area restaurants, and we'll see if we can't get a donation. Now, last year, we had really good luck where we <coughs> had some donations, but like Filippo's Pizza, I bought two pizzas, and they gave us two pizzas. Mm. So. And I know the restaurant business is such a hard, you know, the profit margin is really tough in restaurants. So I hate to beat them up all the time for free stuff. So if we can right. have a sponsorship to be able to purchase, then I'm helping that business out right. too. So it's, we try to ask but not, you know, beat them up too much. And, and typically how many people are attending? We have, we print 600 tickets. Oh, wow. We've been. It's just been before we're. We're, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Close been, to sold out. It's been before where Vance has donated Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah and been, they, they do know. that every year. Yeah. <clears throat> Vance and Jolene, they, they donate every year. Maybe okay, we're through so a maybe. thousand nuggets and it's just, you know. Yeah. In like two seconds. More nuggets? It's like, yes. <laughs> anyway, my, <laughs> I wasn't trying to open a Pandora's no, no, box. No, I was no. just saying, I thought light refreshment <clears throat> was a nice way to yep. not let you know that you're not going there at 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock and I think that there's going to be a full day. Well, and we have some regular food trucks that do some of our other events. And so uh, Amy was going to reach out to them and just say, you know, hey, if you'd like to come and set up your food truck, but you won't, you know, unless you have a cart to get inside right. to sell it. But typically we've given, yeah. you know, had the refreshments yeah. and snacks for free. Are they still doing tables with, what, like, the Girl Scouts or the mm -hmm. whatever, having a table set up? We're charging them this year, though. Selling wands or whatever. Yes. So typically in the past, how it was supposed to work is that they would be there, they would sell their wares or whatever, and then they would give a donation <coughs> to the mm -hmm. scholarship fund. Well, we weren't getting any donations. Yeah. So this year, we're going to just charge them, and whatever we charge them, that will go into the scholarship fund. Um, and the tickets we've ordered, and they should be here. We're looking for probably Monday. Okay. We'll have them available. Um, talked to Jarrett yesterday, and so they were asking when the tickets would be available for sale. He's already getting questions. So the the only point of purchase is of is YMCA, right? No, so we'll have oh, City Hall. City Hall. I, I didn't see. We'll that. have them in our office, and then YMCA. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. Would there be any way to have tickets available for sale online? Not yet. Okay. We're just not quite there yet okay. of having a like a will call. Pardon? Like a will call. Yeah. The other thing is too is if we take someone's you know credit card or something mm -hmm. like that or over the phone, then it becomes public record. So we don't do that either. But they can come to City Hall. They can use a debit or credit card here at City Hall to buy their tickets, or they can also buy them at the door. We, we when this was in its infancy, we um, gave the schools a certain amount of tickets. So, like, say, Needham River would have seventy-five tickets, and then they were responsible for cash for those tickets. So then, kids could buy at the school, which made it sometimes a little easier. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of evolved since then. Yeah, different principles. <clears throat> right. At both the, schools. Right, because then you had to get by them. Of what responsibility they want right. to take with money. So it's or a little not. late in the game for that this year, but yeah. that you know that that could work in the future too. So, <clears throat> all right, excellent. What else have business? Good. Any other old business? <laughs> okay, we'll move on to new business. Any new business to discuss this morning? Okay, no. 
Alrighty. We'll walk on to the two agenda items for discussion. First one is the Economic Development Board Director Report. Okay, so in your packet you should have this Development Services <coughs> Report. I have one. I have an extra. <laughs> if you want to look at it. And okay, so this was as of December 31st. And this is the list of all of the permitted projects that we have. As I mentioned, um, so on your screen is a corresponding map to all of the projects. Um, so you can see the location of where they are. Um, and then down below, on, if you go to this map, it has, um, they're numbered. You know, so you can go to that number and it'll show you where it is on the map. Um, so we have Edgewater Marina. Um, that's the one that's down there on... Um, South Riverside Drive and Boston Road. So they ha they have at least have a new engineer, which is Parker Mitchenberg, which is the gentleman that did all the expansion there uh, at Boston Whaler years ago. So that's good news. Um, but they haven't submitted any drawings or any building plans or anything like that in a while. If you And if you go down there, you can see that their seawall, they did their seawall and their revetment, and that looks really good. Mm -hmm. um, but we're just waiting for them to... I've only been working on that since I've been here. <coughs> <laughs> is, is that, is that yeah. owned by someone different now? Mm -mm, still, Rick Kowalski still owns it. Yep. Okay. Um, of course, and you see lots of storage and warehouses, and um, I believe that Taco Bell is pretty close to getting their um, certificate of occupancy and getting all their permitting signed off. They signed. They applied for their business tax receipt. So that's coming along. And uh, yeah, it's just, we have a lot of activity going on, as you can see. <coughs> so even on the page two of your report, there is um, that Dollar General that you see, number 18. Um, that is actually going to be a Dollar General market. That's, so it's going to be a little bit more. That's the one down there, Jones Bush Camp Road. Because that, um, we have that big project on the north side of Jones Bush Camp Road that's projected. I don't have, it's not permitted, so it won't be on your list, but that's going to be um, like small, like townhouses, upscale, and then the plan is to have some boat storage, stack storage, as well as like a boutique hotel, kind of like a river walk with a big pier and dock and okay. beach area, mm -hmm. and kind of some high-end stores and things, so, and restaurants and things like that, so really excited. Um, that group is... Uh, Kayla Morris that's, that's got that and putting that together. Um, and the gentleman that's part of that partnership was, this is part of the group that developed um, Lake Nona, which is south of the airport, that has uh, Nemours and all of that. So Not the Dollar General, the other part. Right? The other part yeah, so behind it, yeah. So, um, so when we worked with Dollar General, we made the ask, the TRC committee, they kind of made the ask of, hey, we have all this special kind of high-end stuff coming in on the north side of Jones Fish Camp Road. Can we ask for that Dollar General to look biffier, better than your typical <coughs> Dollar General? Right. And they were very quick to agree with us, and it's going to be, it's not going to look like a typical, it won't be a metal building. Um, and actually, O.E. Burke is the gentleman that owns the property, and he's building it, and they're going to just lease it from him, so... Okay. It's pretty exciting that we have the opportunity. I mean, I know it's another Dollar General, but it'll be a market, so it'll have more fresh produce. That's a good thing. Yeah, and, and I think it'll be a nice fit for down there. So it's it, and just and a simple ask. You know, I had gone to that FRA conference, and so I had taken that one class of, I don't know, and anywhere in anywhere USA, you don't want to be anywhere USA. You want to be something special, and all you have to do is ask a lot of times these big corporate yeah. mm -hmm. uh, chains is to ask for the better facade. So right. that was kind of neat to be able right. to ask and actually get a yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Sam, are the, con are the contacts, not that I'm calling anybody, yeah. but mm -hmm. are the contacts listed like on these kind of things, are they usually the, um, like what what is this? I mean, sometimes I, I look at some of them, like, like it looks like there's an engineer on some of these. Correct. Like, so, so it's, it's the... Um, representative of whoever fills out the you. paperwork. I got you. So sometimes, sometimes you can see it's an attorney, right. sometimes it's owner, sometimes okay. it's an engineer. You know, you've got, got like you. Pop Cole, right. Richard Dixon is an engineer. Right, Zan, yep. engineer. Okay. Yep. 
So it just depends on who's filling out the paperwork, and that's who the contact is. So if you're so just as a note, the Lineman College mm -hmm. with the 180 space parking lot. Yes. So the Lineman College is expanding, like we expected them to. Um, and then I think even a little bit more beyond that as well. <coughs> um, and so they bought um, a parcel adjacent to where the, um, the pole, where the training ground is, mm -hmm. and it's parking right now. But that was, um, it's kind of the first stage. So that eventually they bought the other lot and they'll be building more buildings okay. and the parking is, and is it as well. So, yeah. So I, I really, again, this is, I hope this, <laughs> there's a lot of storage and a lot of. Um, there's a lot of storage. A lot of storage for people to put their stuff when they move here. <coughs> and a lot of places for people to live and don't mm -hmm. see one bit of business. But hopefully that's what we're creating, right? Well, yeah. I that's mean, that's the whole what, point we're, of our what we're trying to create and what we're trying to attract right. is more, um, you know, clean industry and higher paying jobs and things like that, um, you know, like with Onyx developing the Parktown, yeah, no, you I, know, things like that. Those, you know, those are going to be, those buildings are going to be 150,000 square feet each. That's going to be a million yeah. square feet of industrial space that'll be, and they're trying to attract and they're marketing to, you know, companies like Honeywell and people that are related to what's going on down at Kennedy Space Center right now with the privatization of, you know, space transportation. So, Hence apartments where you need people to live. Right? We do. And so it's that balance of, because when you talk to these companies, the number one thing that they're saying is, what about workforce? <clears throat> you know, and so we've got to have affordable places here um, for workforce to live. And, and when you go and you talk to, like when we toured Boston Whaler, I mean, that's the number one thing they talk about is, you know, they need, they've got 1,200 employees right now. And have openings and need more and you know you got to have affordable housing for people to live so it, that's the challenge and we recognized early on like in our comprehensive economic development strategy that we needed all kinds of different kinds of housing not only luxury high-end but and middle but also workforce and also affordable you know that would be subsidized because we really don't have much we have some you know, we've been able to partner with Habitat for Humanity and donate a couple city pieces of property. We've been able to do some CRA grants for the Housing Authority for like a quadplex <clears throat> on East or West Turgot. Um, but we really, per se, don't really have any subsidized or affordable housing. And it's a huge need in our community. Yeah. You don't have the jobs to pay for the luxury. No, and then even, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about this, right, we talked about this last time. I mean, even, even, I mean, what is affordable housing? Right. I mean, even if you talk about a regular apartment complex, I mean, if you're paying fourteen hundred dollars a month, that's that's not affordable housing. If you're well, and even if you look at a year. if you look at the legislation on the like the live local yeah. that passed, I mean, that's not affordable. No. Of what they talked about, I think that's like seventeen hundred a month is what they yeah. called right. affordable. Who can afford no, that? That's what the yeah. that's, that's what the apartment mortgage. complexes are right. in New Samara. for a nice I mean, house. You know. So, make seventy thousand um, dollars a year. Yeah, so I think like in Tallahassee, they're looking at live local this year too about adjusting some of those requirements. And and the other thing too is you talk about using live local to use and put those kinds of housing on commercial property or industrial property. Well, that kind of shoots all of the community, all the cities in the foot because we're trying so hard to hang on to and fill those commercial use and zoned properties right. with commercial, commercial uses for, right. to build and create jobs. So you have that balance and they just kind of threw that right out the window. So they weren't really thinking when they did that. So there's, as there's <clears throat> in Tallahassee now, <clears throat> that is something that's being discussed. Um, I would say a lot of the, I mean, there's some R, you know, RV and boat storage. So that's people with money that are looking to sure. their RV or their yeah. boat somewhere. Correct. So and you got to remember too that and those, yeah, all of the of all of the subdivisions that are going in have HOAs. They're all fifty foot lots, and there's no in their covenants. There's no yeah, room. You can't yeah. put a boat or RV in your driveway well, or in your a, yard. That's a good business. So man. I <laughs> mean, they are making that's, money, but it's not creating the job base that right. we really right. want. But right. it is attracting, yeah, so you know, I mean, um, 
more of those folks that can afford it, people that are moving right. from California, coming down from the Northeast and New York and New Jersey and, you know, Connecticut and, you know, those kinds of places, so. Are some of these more businesses related to the warehouses? I'm thinking, like, 7 and 8, like, Terrascape and Swanner that are office and warehouse. Is that, like, a business? So, like, Terrascape is a, is a um, yeah, homegrown business that's, that's awesome. you know, I graduated yeah. with George in high school. And so he's expanding. And okay. so he needed to grow his business. And so he bought a lot in Parktown and he's expanding. So some of them are, um, you know, and he does landscaping is what they do. Yep. So um, that's that's what that one is. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> when are all those, when are those, what's Parktown's timeline? I know that, that's not Parktown, but it's new. Onyx? Yeah. So uh, the council approved their first uh, phase, which was the first 27 acres. Uh, to be cleared and to go ahead and put the first three buildings because they had end users for the first three buildings. Um, and we are just waiting them for to submit um, drawings so for yeah, a so permit. It's yeah, it's not it's not far away. Um, although they are dependent on, you know, and the investment market and the stock market and things like that with their investors. So with the volatility of the stock market and investments, you know, it may have slowed them down a, a little bit, but you know, they're still, they have their entitlements and, and moving forward, so. And then we have quite a few car washes. We got your car wash. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Car yeah. washes they, and. They're buy one, get one with Dollar General. Warehouses and Dollar Store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can store you your car, then we can wash your car. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you can stop at Dollar General and get something on the way yeah. off. Yeah. Can you tell me what's going on with the corner lot, park and, not park, uh, 10th and 1? Yes. So I have some really interesting updates on that. You're going <laughs> to love this. That. This is a great story. Okay. Um, so remember when uh, the city council approved for the swap for the county owned that front lot right there at 618 frontage on US 1. And then Barclay Group owned the lots behind them. Um, and they did a land swap. And so they swapped. So they sold. They gave Barclay. The county did the front and the county took the back, and that's where they did the 10th realignment and the Gabordi Canal and the water treatment for the Gabordi Canal so that's a more filtration system, and so the water coming out through the Gabordi Canal is now been filtered, and so less less dirt and trash and all of that stuff. Um, so with that agreement... You've said more than anyway. Yeah. So yeah. with that agreement with the county, there was um, an agreement between the county and the city of Edgewater that when the 10th Street alignment was completed, that the county would deed over 2,665 feet of the corner of 10th and US 1 to the city of Edgewater for our welcome sign that we wanted to do. So we wanted our a really sign. nice welcome sign with a new design, <laughs> like I just got the one out here out front done. Um, so it'll be that kind of design. It would have a um, an electronic feature to it that we could put, we could change the messaging, flagpole, pretty landscaping, and all that fun stuff. So so meanwhile, we've had Barclay Group actively pursuing a buyer for that property to develop it, which has been a lot of car washes interested in that. Mm -hmm. um, but the way the car wash with the, yeah, with, mm -hmm. and it's at our entryway. Yeah, they just saw right next to it. Yes. Further south. A, like a, a parcel over. So, um, so that's been very challenging with that. And then I couldn't find the deed. I'm like, where, where is this? So I researched back through that particular city council meeting and found the, the form for the deed mm -hmm. that was supposed to be executed at the completion of that, and it was never done. Mm -hmm. So thank goodness for our city clerk and our GIS guy, yeah. Frank, the wizard, mm -hmm. um, they pushed council the county attorneys to execute the deed. Wow. We just got it. Oh we just God. got the deed. No so way. I'm in the process now of getting one of our um, engineering firms that's on like our continuing contract to go ahead and uh, survey that area and stake it, like with those like okay. permanent posts or you know the things they put in the ground. Yeah. So that's where we are on that mm -hmm. property, and we do have another car wash that has submitted for a drawing. After the it. other one? Yes. So you would still want to be there? I mean, I'm not in the car wash business, but I wouldn't necessarily want to be next to a car wash. Right. 
and they've got to run water to it and stuff because that's like yeah, weird. yeah. that sounds so like a lot of work. It's a lot of work and going to be quite an investment to build on that lot. But I mean, you know, there are such things as property rights, and even though we're oh, sure. trying to attract something different in that location, um, the only thing we can ask for is to you know make it as pretty as possible, make yeah. it as attractive. Yeah, that's the place. That seems like a place that just utilize a lot for something like a storage. Not that I would want storage on the well, originally the city was going to work with the county when they kind of oh, put right. their retention pond in there. The city was going to go in and make it like a passive park and put trees and you know gateway park. Yeah, make it just a park, yeah. an entryway kind of park. Right. That was a naming contest. Yeah, gateway mm -hmm. park. Gateway one. park. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I still have like all the files <clears throat> on that, but yeah. yeah, we finally got the deed straightened out on that little corner, mm -hmm. little. Sliver of property, and um, it's working. You could just make it a parking lot for when the train runs during the school hours. Yeah, right. Everybody can, right. Everybody can right yeah, get out, and get walk. their coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at one point, Circle K was going to move. Yes. From New Smyrna. To yes. That corner. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm surprised there aren't any major sit-down restaurant franchises trying to get into. You know, everything is... So Lily Rose is looking at... Same thing at, with New Smyrna. There's yeah, Lily Rose is going to be think about it. moving... Other than Denny's. They're yeah. moving from... I think they're on Canal Street. They're right off of Canal Street. And they're going to... They're purchasing Cheesy Dog. Hmm? Who's oh, that? Oh, okay. Lily Rose. Oh, God. The, the city line. Place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right at the... Yeah. Yeah. Right at the ability to sneak on parking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, you can oh, get in, but you can't get out. Yeah. Oh. It's challenging. Well, and then signage, you know, because there's the right, they're right on the right of way yeah. line. So mm -hmm. it makes it a challenge. Mm -hmm. But so those are commercial. And then under, if you go over to the next little tab over there, development projects residential, you can go through a couple pages in your report. After the certificates of occupancy, you can see the Edgewater residential project. Um, and you have. A ton <laughs> going on as well, and yeah. more coming. Uh, what, 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 what is it? I'm sorry. What the certificates of occupancy? Those are just new houses. Those or are um, owners permits that have been uh, projects that have been completed and signed off on, and they've gotten their certificate of occupancy. So, yep, that's what those are. So you can see all of the different projects. There's 21 projects. That now these are just permitted. These aren't don't even include all of the Projects like the 115 acres that just got annexed in Monday night. It was their first reading um, at the council meeting. So I think I counted all these up, and I think it's like 15,000 dwelling units. But keeping in mind that 6,600 of those are Deering Park North, which is long-range plans. So, um, but still, it's it's. Sizable. Yeah. So for some of these, I see that there's, they have to commence construction within a certain time period. Yes. So they have like a, they have a contract with the city, which is called a planned unit development agreement, or a PUD is what we call them. Um, and so they have, in that, they have so many years to kind of start moving dirt. Because it takes years. I mean, that's really, so getting annexed in, um, the comprehensive plan uh, um, approvement approved, so we have to get approved by planning and zoning, and then council for two readings, and then we have to send it to Tallahassee. And, and sometimes some of them also have to go to the county, the Volusia Growth Management. So that part takes years to do. <coughs> and then they have all their engineering and their utility master planning, um, and all of their permits through the state, like St. John's Water Management District. And I mean, you're talking. To get to that point where they're kind of on this list and a permit, that's millions and millions of dollars invested and a lot of engineering and a lot of planning and a lot of permits that have been applied for. And um, this is, these don't happen overnight. These, these, just to get on this list, that's years, years and years of work and millions and millions of dollars to get to this point, you know, where you're talking with these large, large developments. Pretty interesting or scary. It's all the same people that 
with the rest of Volusia County. But anyway. So then um, there's the Planning and Zoning Board report that Ryan was kind enough to. And this is just kind of all the variances and rezoning and something that he's added to the report. And then the entitlements. Kind of you just kind of trying to do a better job of kind of tracking. We have so many projects. Um, that they're working on is just trying to keep a better check. But the really great numbers, if you go to the very last page where it has the the total for the year. So if you look at the very bottom of the total permits issued, 5,359. I think the most we had was like 2007 before everything crashed was like 4,100. Mm -hmm. So we certainly surpassed that. Um, and then you look at this, you know, the value of that, 109246723 So, uh, yeah, it's, we're finally kind of on the list when you go to the Q meeting, <laughs> the county, <laughs> we're up there. So, um, you know, it's pretty, pretty impressive, um, <clears throat> everything that we've got going on. So year over year. The last page there. The the difference is the difference from twenty two to twenty three mm -hmm. of the eleven million. Is that is that something you're discussing, Layla, or what is that? Um, it's just I think it's one thing is just sheer um, quantity, the, the number of projects that we have. And then just the, you know, the valuation of and the fact that building costs have increased. I mean, the prices have gone up. For me, like for us on my Parks and Rec side, mm -hmm. when we're doing projects, everything is doubled. So signs, just like signs, the city hall sign. When I had the sign <coughs> similar for the um, Henry Family Sensory Park, mm -hmm. it was $65,000. Mm -hmm. It's $11,000 now. So everything that we're doing, everything has just doubled in price. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the pricing of PVC pipe, the price of labor, um, the price of building materials, everything is just, you know, really increased. So your valuation, you know, those are based off what right. it costs to build. Okay. Plus the volume. So right, it's it's both of those two factors. That's a good report. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So I bring this report he does a really great job with it and like when I go to the Chamber of Commerce or go speak a lot of times this is a report that I will bring and um, it's pretty impressive and then even when you're talking to a prospective business you know because we don't have the history you know the the history of growth and the history of <coughs> the numbers over the years during the recession and so then when you show them a report like this, you can say, yeah, we don't have the history, but we have the now. And going forward, this is the story that we can tell you right. and show you, and we've got numbers to back it up. Um, but it's it's always been kind of that tough sell. You know, when you talk to somebody on the phone and they're with a, you know, large national firm or something that you're trying to bring in and, or a site selector, and it's like, well, when they're looking at data, it's all past data, historical data. We don't have the numbers a lot of times that justify that. But um, but now you're starting to see some of those national brands really new. Like Aldi, I think, was one of the big first ones. And then mm -hmm. we've got Taco Bell, and then you've got Popeyes. And, you know, soon the the Darden Restaurant Group and those other companies will be looking um, to come in. I also heard when we were in our staff meeting that a lot of the bank branches that you see here in Edgewater are – Banks in general, na nationally, are not having the traffic, the foot traffic, because everyone's doing online. banking <clears throat> online. Go you back. can even, I mean, okay. I bought a house via yeah, email when I was traveling. You know, you can sign, every, you know, all your documents right. and everything that you need can all be done virtually or electronically or whatever. So um, don't be freaked out when you see these bank branches, they will be closing. Um, Truist, Truist is closing. I think Wells Fargo. Um, so, but I understand that Vistar is looking to kind of come into some of the communities. So you're going to see this shift a little bit and more kind of electronic banking and things like that. But it's 
just something that you're you're gonna see. You're gonna see empty buildings, right. but it's an opportunity to fill them and factor them with something, hopefully other than storage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, we also have had a lot more interest in our CRA grants. So if you noticed, CWC windows relocated to the old Mike's Furniture, and they've been painting and spiffing up that building. It looks really nice, um, and they they were awarded a CRA grant. Um, the Salty Dog Car Wash that took over the other car wash, they just applied and got a, a CRA grant. Yeah. Uh, the Bake Shop and Wilkie's got a CRA grant as well. Mm -hmm. um, for their, That's one parcel. It's two addresses, but it's one parcel. So they spiffed up both buildings and signage and uh, their parking lot and so forth. So getting a lot more traction on the... And um, we were in a TRC meeting. We have a gentleman that purchased... <clears throat> 1517 South Ridgewood, which is where CWC Windows was located. Okay. And they also opened up the Park Ave, the storage unit here on West Park Avenue, just behind um, there, the corner of Old County Road and okay. West Park. Um, they took advantage of our Opportunity Zone. Wow. Yes, and I didn't know that. And um, so it was really exciting to learn that someone actually – <coughs> specifically located happen. here wow. because we had the opportunity zone and they took advantage of the tax yeah. deferment wow. um, on that so and he said it was really easy all they had to do what they didn't have to qualify for anything the the process was you just have to he had did have to hire a um, CPA out of Orlando and an attorney to set everything up mm -hmm. but it was it was nominal it was very pain-free to go through that. It was not anything where they had to qualify or anything like that. But, right. but he said that they specifically came here to Edgewater because of our opportunity zone. There you go. And he's got two businesses. So that's really, so yeah, so that's 15, 17, you're going to see a lot of changes on that building and talking to them about a CRA grant as well. Okay. So um, yeah, just some really good, like, momentum that's, is building. There's, that's great. there's the billiards place or whatever next door. Are you guys yes. still there? No. Okay. Is that empty or? Yes. Sorry, I so I think that was one of the last tenants and they've moved out. And then, of course, no name is going to be on the market here very soon, too. So we're trying to find. I've reached out to some um, restauranteurs that are down in Delray Beach that have been very successful and they bought a couple businesses up here in East Smyrna mm -hmm. and um, reached out to them to see if we could get something exciting about location. Yeah. So. That's a big property. Yep. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Yeah, you've been busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that update. Yeah. Great report, Samantha, and appreciate all the great work pulling that together. All right, next item is uh, board reports. Okay. Uh, do you have any board reports? We did have our, it was supposed to be scheduled February 22nd, our robot and oncology open house but we had to move it to March 11 due to some scheduling issues so as soon as I get the new updated flyers I'll send that via email to everybody it'll be kind of an open house event March 11th mm -hmm. um, I only have I only have personal Tommy is signing with St. Joseph's University for Maryland very good wow. congratulations yeah, yeah. wow sorry no that's good. oh that's, that's good. pretty exciting Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing I have is I did, and I don't know if this should have been in <coughs> business or not, but I did manage to attend the East Smyrna Beach High School Scholarship um, boot camp that they had back in January. Great turnout. I think they did three sessions of at least 25 students, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. So it was a huge, huge, huge turnout. Um, the students were grateful. This was my first time going, so if, if you haven't been, Pretty much, there's a bunch of community volunteers. We're at tables, and we're paired with seniors who are applying to a list of scholarships. So mm -hmm. we're critiquing their essays. Um, we're going over each individual scholarship, which ones might you be interested in. It's really nice, really nice event. Mm -hmm. Wish I could have had that as a senior. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, my mother, who used to be a principal there, was also attending. She had the nice. same. She had the same uh, same opinion of the of the event. And as far as me, I have nothing to report. We do have Ernie Cox is here in our audience this evening. If you wanted, mm -hmm. we would love to hear a report, kind of where we are. Everyone's asking what's going on in uh, the other side of ninety-five. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and, and when are you going to move dirt? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, one thing I may mention, if, uh, if at some point in a meeting you guys would like kind of a, a presentation with, with graphics and pictures and stuff like that, happy to do it. Um, um, you'll be seeing a lot more of me. Um, it looks like I'll be up here every two weeks until I actually have a house to move into. Um, and, and that's the plan. Uh, my counterpart, who I think some of you have met already, Sean Steffen, um, as, as I think you know, we've partnered with Culture Land. Uh, Culture is a state, actually a, a regional, not just developer, but developer and builder. Um, you may be familiar with the Coulter Homes Crestwind Division. They're doing a new project in DeLand um, that uh, just did its grand opening, uh, getting started. So they do everything. It's a privately owned company. Um, one of the things that was very important to, to our family was to partner with a company that was privately owned uh, and that had a long-term perspective because we're, we're now in the seventh generation planning for the eighth and ninth generation. Uh, and so very important to have long-term relationships. And we're very, very happy. So Sean and his wife uh, are permanently moving to Edgewater at the end of the month. Um, uh, they bought a home. His wife, uh, Stacy, is one of the managers at the new Costco up in, uh, in Daytona. Uh, so she's already moved here. Um, Sean's in the process of closing out a project outside of Atlanta. Um, so you'll be, be seeing us a lot more. Um, update on the project, we're, uh, we're finalizing a modification to our environmental resource permit. Uh, Samantha mentioned the complexity of going through the permit process. Uh, so we think we've got everything that the St. John's wants. Um, and we think we've got it not only everything they want, but in the format that they want it. Um, so fingers crossed, those, those will be issued. Um, We'll then have an opportunity to start doing mass grading. Um, and so going in, starting to dig ponds, uh, starting to put the fill in the locations that it needs to be so we can develop it. Uh, that process will <coughs> take place over 20 years, but, but the initial part, um, hopefully later on uh, this spring uh, to get started. Um, we've got in-house uh, the first plat uh, going through its review. Um, and to kind of give you a sense of the first phase, the first phase will have a number of components. Uh, so it'll have about 220 townhomes. Um, it'll have about 250 single-family homes, um, not age-restricted, and it'll have um, up to 400 uh, age-restricted active adult homes. Uh, and so if anybody's ever been out in the property, the, the active adult amenitized community will be in that western pasture. So it's going to be some completely surrounded by preserve. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also offer, if anybody ever wants to get out and ride around, um, uh, just let me know. Uh, we can arrange that. Happy to, happy to show, you, show you the property and where we're doing different things. Um, we're also working on architectural drawings for a, a, we're going to call it a welcome center, but it's kind of a hybrid welcome center, coffee shop, information center. Um, that will actually go in the, if you drive out where the road ends, uh, on the northwest corner, so right there. Um, that'll be about a, about a 6,000 square foot building. It'll be for the, basically for information about the community, uh, but also a place to get a cup of coffee, uh, <coughs> hang out. Uh, really excited about the architecture, using kind of part of vernacular architecture, craftsman style with big porches um, and, and a lake, so, so really excited about that. And then um, the kind of the theme for the community is living in a park, and so how do we work with the existing vegetation on Deering Park Center? That's the property to the south, and then how do you supplement as you put in roads and, and fill and uh, use natives? We're we're working with a group. You may have heard of the Outside Collab, which is a group of uh, people that are trying to to encourage master plan communities to use native landscaping. Um, and not only native landscaping, but landscaping that doesn't need irrigation uh, once it's established. And uh, those folks, if I heard Samantha mention Lake Nona, um, they're doing a community, the Tavistock Group is doing a community called Sunbridge, um, which is southeast of Lake Nona. And within Sunbridge, they've actually done a, a conventional community, Adele Webb, using conventional landscaping and, and 
Then they've done it, they, their new community across the street called Westland Park is all done with natives. And they're seeing already with data, the University of Florida's involved, the University of Central Florida's involved, the Nature Conservancy's involved. It uses about one-fourth of the amount of irrigation water. That's, um, that's big. Yeah. I mean, that's big deal. That's so, so, so we're, we're, we're in the middle of that uh, and, uh, and really excited. So, so kind of timing, I'll know more um, probably March, April, and I'm going to try to plan trips up here so I can come if you guys are interested, just so I can keep track of what's going on. Um, the other thing that's happening is that we're beginning to, to start to put together an outline of an economic development strategy for the community. Um, and, and we want to work in partnership with you all, uh, in partnership with the Chamber of Commerce and with the county, and also in partnership with New Smyrna Beach. Um, there was, you may know this, but the city had asked us to look at the potential of doing a business park in New Smyrna Beach uh, on the eastern part of the property. And so we're, we're in the process of meeting with them about a comprehensive plan and PUD to create the Deering Park Innovation Center at New Smyrna Beach, and, and I've told them, guys, understand our commitment is to get started in Edgewater. We're happy to work with you all, but it needs to be a regional economic development strategy. Um, and so, as we now look at it, there's a potential of, of up to nine million square feet between New Smyrna Beach and Edgewater. Um, and, and we want to make it clear, not just a business park sitting by itself, but an integrated business park with the community, including all different levels of housing, um, and so that people can live and work in the same community, and then golf cart paths, bike paths, et cetera. Uh, two other quick updates, uh, don't want to take too much time, um, is we were successful working with the utilities department the city on getting a grant from DEP, an Indian River Lagoon grant, to create the Edgewater Wetland Park. Oh, good. So we got $7.1 million awarded right. through the grant process. Uh, we're, not, we're right now going through the grant agreement, getting that in place. It'll be a design build, and what we're going to do is in an area on the western side between two preserve areas, we'll be creating a man-made wetland system, kind of like the Orlando Wetland Park, um, to take 100% of the reclaimed water that's currently being discharged into the lagoon, take it west, put it in the, in the park. But it'll also be, and this is, fingers crossed, we, we submitted for a, a, a DOT grant to build a seven-mile segment of the Sun Trail network. Um, uh, we were able, again, through partnerships, to get um, a seven-mile segment added to the Sun Trail bicycle network through the Florida Wildlife Corridor, which then uh, there was some funding made available by the legislature last year, uh, $200 million, and we're going to try to bring it chunk of that to, to Edgewater to connect a segment of the trail. Um, and so when you start to think about trail town and trail segment and businesses that support trails and ecotourism and... and so that's connecting to the trail under the highway. Yeah, well, yep. well and that's that, that. There will be, again, we're in the middle of a very, very collaborative effort with DOT to design that interchange improvement, as you know, that's been needed for years mm -hmm. uh, to deal not only with the flooding, but also the capacity and the backup on 95. Yep. Uh, DOT's been great. Uh, staff at, at over in DeLand has been tremendous, and we're also working with the folks in Tallahassee. Um, and the hope is that by 2027, mm -hmm. that interchange underneath will be improved, including a protected 12-foot-wide bike path connecting to the bike path that ends. And then we're working on getting funding from DOT through their grant program to extend the bike path west past the Edgewater Wetland Park up to 44. Um, so a, a lot's happening. It, it's it's more of the yeah. people ask, so, like, well, what do you see? Christine, when she was on council, she was the one we were working together to do the trail town right. application that I sent you. Yeah. So now Ernie and I are kind of picking that ball back up, Good. and we're going to try to get that written and submitted and and then the final thing that relates, and this is, again, this whole idea of partnerships, I want to make sure you guys call me anytime. Yeah. Uh, any ideas, any businesses, any, any, anything that we could be part of um, in recruiting businesses to, to the community is um, the 
the connection of kind of the trail town and DEP and DOT and um, there's a lot of excitement about these pieces including the Florida Wildlife Corridor. So one thing people don't realize because right. it was done so long ago is that our folks have already established 42,000 acres of conservation at no cost to the public. Um, within the next hopefully 90 to 120 days we'll establish another permanent 3,700 acres of additional conservation that okay. connects. Um, and, and this idea uh, following um, Senate President Pasadomo's lead of how do we get people now out into those conservation areas so they can enjoy them? And that's the bike trail. Um, so really excited. We're in, we're in the, 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 just the day-to-day -day grind right now. It's, it's the, the engineering, planning, permitting, details, architecture, um, but hopefully, by March, I'll be able to give you a, a better date. Uh, and if you, again, if you guys would like a presentation anytime, just let, let us know. But we're, we're excited to be part of Edgewater and, and working with everybody. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. That's exciting. Great update. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's always wonderful. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Wow. Big things. Yeah. yeah. So sorry just to throw a bunch of information. Yeah. Oh, that's today, easy. But I figure, you know, you guys are. Um, centers of influence with the different circles and people that you are with, you know, and you can just kind of spread that good information through and, and to get feedback as well is to bring. It was uh, just one more thing I forgot to mention, the vision planning survey. Yep. So that has been, that gone, out. had yep. went out in the two utility billings and um, we already have, sorry, I have 281 paper um, they've been mailed back to me, and then the last <coughs> time I talked to the consultant, there was over 381 um, online surveys that had been done, but that was two weeks ago, so I can't imagine how many more. We're going to have an amazing, so, you know, statistically speaking, if you have over 375 return responses on any size number that you send out, mm -hmm. but that that number gives you a, um, a statistic uh I'm going to mess the wording up, but it's, sample it's size. the sample yeah. size is, is gives, so no matter how many more you get, you yeah, still, statistically, <laughs> it's legitimate. Yeah. Um, so we are well over a 10% response, which is unheard of when you do surveys. Like usually if you get 2 or 3% in a response, yeah. you're doing really great. But, you know, the fact that we're over 10%, so we're really getting a lot of good feedback um, from the residents. And I, that mailing <clears> that we did with the utility bill was really, I think, yep. what knocked it out of the park. Is because people are returning back. I get like a stack of them every day in the mailbox. <clears throat> That's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. The more to come on that. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Yep. Anything else? Great. Great meeting. Thank you all very much. We'll uh, and that will adjourn. Thank you. Here. <clears throat> and if you would like more of these flyers, there's some down here at the table. If you want to take a stack, we can email out to you who we've contacted.